Hello, welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 85. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And how are you doing, Fisher? Yeah, very good, thanks, Jimbo. How about yourself? Not bad at all, thanks. Uh, hello, everybody, uh, to those that are watching live or those that are listening afterwards or maybe in a few years' time or maybe weeks after we've recorded it. Who knows? You could be listening at any time. Uh, you could just want a flashback to what it was like during the pandemic and uh, listening to us and, and how drab it is and everything like that. You never know. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're back and we are live currently, but uh, who knows what happens with technical issues and stuff like that. Uh, so everything all good? Do, do, should we get? Do you want to start off with the episode title for sure? Should we get going with that? Go on. Let's uh, let's listen to what the episode title is. Have you got a song prepared, Jimbo? Of course. Yep. Of course. Now, obviously, um, we've had the old. We're going to talk about it later on. But the the issues with the school meals, the, the con- ongoing issues with school meals. It's like they keep trying to sort things out, and then we think, oh, well, that's been put to bed. Marcus Rashford's done his bit. It's okay. Everything will be mm-hmm. fine now. It's just the story continues, isn't it? So now they're getting insufficient food um, packages sent to them, aren't they? These um, poor children who are now sort of in lockdown, not able to go to school now. Now they're getting mm-hmm. insufficient food packages. So um, here is the episode title. It's Food. Who took the food? So we're going all musical today, for sure. Are you ready? A bit of musical theatre at last. Here we go. Food, where is the food? Just one banana and biscuit. It's not worth 30 quid, so someone's making a profit. Tory friends have an appetite for taking food off the children. Where's the food? Who took the food? Give back the food. Where is the food? Who took the food? Give back the food. Give back the food. How do you like that? (laughs) Very good, well done, Jimba. What a shame that theatres are closed at the moment because I'm sure Andrew Lloyd Webber will be in touch with you right now saying, get your health down here, Jimba. We've got a we've got a job for you on the stage. Just doing my bit to support um, the arts, which are obviously uh, having a really hard time, aren't they, over the last year or so. I was supposed to be going to a pantomime with my grandma, actually. Uh, I think it was in January or December. No, December. And it got pushed, oh, no, got you pushed back. I, I was. It's got pushed back to next year. Um, so anyway, hopefully we'll be going to that. But yeah, there's, you know, I did I did uh, actually notice before we go and do his beers that there was a, I think it's Brew Gooder who are a brewery. can't remember where they're based, but they put together a panto selection box of beers with like popcorn and other snacks in it, as well as, you know, the beers and stuff yeah. like that. With uh, And they, they used various different um, UK breweries to put together this uh, pack of of beer and all of the the money that they raised from it, or some of it was going to um the theater artist fund i think which is all about supporting out of work actors and people who work in the theater and stuff like that so yeah i thought that was a, quite a good thing i'll give that yeah, a shout I mean, out obviously, it's a very difficult time for a lot of people who work in the theaters um actors who are out of work normally when these actors are out of work they have to go and get a job working in a bar but all the bars are shut as well so. yeah Makes it very difficult for them, and sometimes then and, and then they have to go and you know really lower themselves and and then end up doing things like podcasts and so on, don't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I think you'll be able to tell with our acting skills, we are not actors, Jimbo. Uh, anyway, should we should we do breaking news? So my breaking news then is number one. Um, I I've got three extra annual leave days with work. Oh my god, I can't believe that, Jimbo. Wow. Oh, <laughs> I'm so shocked. Yeah, good news. Great news, Jimbo. Tell me more. 
Well, yeah, just uh, just you know, because I think I think a lot of different workplaces and organisations are uh, rewarding their staff through adapting during uh, the pandemic and stuff to to working at home and all that kind of thing. And and uh, yeah, they've just been rewarded with three extra annual leave days, which uh, struggling to think what I'm going to do with them. I was going to say, what are you going to do with them? Just yeah. sit around. Probably just do the same thing I do when I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can we can podcast again, can't we? We can, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to see my snowman? Well, uh, yes, it has snowed this week. For anyone who doesn't live around in the Sheffield area, it's been quite heavy snow on Thursday in particular. Yeah. So Jimbo, so Jimbo, you built a snowman. Was it a snowman or was it a cock and balls? It was a snowman. Although we did I get, we did get oh, yeah. uh, cock and balls, didn't we? In High Green, so there was cock and balls in High Green. Yeah. If anybody's from uh, High Green, can you see that? All right. Yeah. There's, is there a snow dog there? There is a snow dog as well. Yeah. Um, although it has turned into a. Hitler looking snowman now because what's happened is the face started to drop down and um it, it looks now like it's got a bit of a Hitler tash and because it's going like that, one of its arms has dropped and it, and it sort of stood there. I, I wish I got a photo before, but it's I've kind of got a Hitler snowman in the garden, so I might have to go and take it down because it's uh, it's really not appropriate. Okay, um, well there we go. I've not really got any breaking unfortunately because you know I've not left the house at all this week actually, other than other than, other than going out and clearing some of the snow on our road just because I'm such a good neighbour um, to the people who live around on this particular estate. I really haven't done anything because, you know, it's lockdown, isn't it? So I, don't get the, it I don't get the people who move the snow because people, some people make a massive effort just on their own drive, clearing the steps, clearing the, you know, I'm, okay, I, I can understand some of it, but the, you make the whole effort of clearing the snow right outside your house so you can get off the drive and get going to work. Yeah. But you, really, everything else outside of the front of your house is completely out of contr- your control, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it makes such an effort to clear the front of the house anyway. Well, yeah, but you can you can then clear the road, and then clear the sort of road leading out towards the main road, and then clear the main road, and just sort of make it perfect so it wash and get to work and all that sort of stuff. So um, you, you stood out on the M1 trying to clear the M1 as well? Yeah, pr- yeah, pretty much. Should have done. <laughs> um, no, I, I did. I did our. our I, did, I did my drive, and then I had to do the next door neighbour's drive because when I was clearing my drive, I chucked it onto his drive. So I thought that was a bit unfair, <laughs> so I just kind of had to. Move it onto his next door neighbour drive as well. <laughs> Should do beers then, Fisher. Do you want to go first? Uh, can do. Yeah, I've got uh, I got some lager beer, uh, and it's uh, it's this bit of King Fisher. Oh. Obviously, my name is Fisher. Yeah, and I am. It's fair to say no one's actually ever referred to me as the king. Although maybe they could start referring to me as the king of the podcast. Maybe you're the king um, in your household. King in our household. Um, so yeah, it's 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 Kingfisher. Obviously, quite popular, I believe, with um, for when you're having a curry. Yeah. Often the curry houses tend to either sell this or Cobra or Tiger or what have you. Um, I don't know where it's made. Actually, come to think of it, is it from Singapore? Maybe it, it might. Um, I think it is one of the. It, as a fact, I think it's one of the only beers that's actually imported, isn't it? Or have I got that wrong as well? Um, is it actually imported? Because a lot of beers are a lot of beers made here, even though they are. Um, well, quite, it's not quite important. It's made in Hartlepool. Oh, well, never mind. I got that um, wrong, yeah. Yeah, it, it's a brand of United Breweries, brewed under license by Kingfisher Beer, uh, which are based in Aylesbury, but it says by Cameron's Brewery in Hartlepool. Um, it does claim to give a real taste of India with a cold Kingfisher. Yeah. So, Col- I've, I've never real taste of real like taste of then. India with it with a hint of Hartlepool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you ever been to Hart- of, uh, Have you ever been to Hartlepool? Yeah. <laughs> Add the taste and extra flavour that you get from Hartlepool. Um, <laughs> so there we go. Cheers, have have you ever been like. there before? Hartlepool, no. Uh, oh, it's got more of a taste of Sunderland to it, I think, <laughs> by, the, by the taste of that. I did go to Hartlepool once, and 
let's just say it, it, it was when I was working uh, doing like sort of convention type things, and I went with a work colleague, uh, my friend Gary, who was really tall. He's, he's huge. Yeah. He's, 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 he's a gentle giant, but he's, he's, he's huge, big fella. Yeah, yeah I know Gary. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and all I'll say is that I was very glad walking back from having a few drinks that Gary was with me. Right. Okay. When walking through Hartlepool. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think that Gary could say say the same about having me with him. Hmm. <laughs> no problem. Um, um, anyway, I have got, got something a bit close to home. Uh, it's the first time I've tried uh, this brewery, by the way. Little Critters Brewing Company. And it is a White Wolf, and it's an American Pale Ale. Uh, so they are from Sheffield, um, are the Little Critters Brewery, um, in Parkwood Road. So S- S3 area. Rings a bell, Little Critters Brewery. I'm not quite sure why. Yeah, um, um, but it's uh, yeah, it's it it look. It, I'm looking forward to try it because I've heard I've heard really good things about uh, this beer, and also um, I like the can design too. It's a five percenter as well. So yeah, I'll uh, crack that open. I put it in a can did... so we can see the colours of it as well. Yeah, where did you get it from? I went to the Penniston Beer Shop. All right, yeah. Uh, on the Market Street, obviously in Penniston, uh-huh. and uh, picked up a few new beers there. And uh, this was one of them. I wanted to pick up some local ones, and there we go. So just so you can see the colour of it there. Quite ahead on I've not poured it very well, but uh, yeah, yeah. it uh, smells very nice. So there we go. Are we moving on? Yeah, would it not have made more sense to smell it when it was in the glass as opposed to trying to smell it when it was in the can? <laughs> a risk potentially slicing your nose open on the can, but also smell it from quite a small area. Possibly. Anyway. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one. All right then. Uh, what have you got for us? It's your well, show we, and tell. Should we, should we do? Oh. Well, should we do celebrity sex tape? First? I, how can I forget celebrity sex tape? The bit that gets us so many hits. So last yeah, week we so had many. Amy Fisher, didn't we? No relation. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think it, I think it worked. I think we got a few more hits just because people uh, were looking for the Amy Fisher sex tape. Um, yeah. Still not as many as as people who were searching for the Paul Jewell sex tape a few years ago, though. That seems to be the peak. People are really wanting to see it. And that's even still alleged, isn't it? I don't think that's ever actually surfaced. Yeah, um, I mean, um, if, if someone like maybe Sam Allardyce or Harry Redknapp or David Moyes wants yeah. to do a sex tape as well, then Tony Pulis maybe, get in, get in touch and we'll uh, we'll try and promote it for you. It, 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 well, would, it would be a duel if you managed to find it. Yeah. <laughs> so, next, anyway, next up this time, we've got to Lil Wayne made a sex tape. In 2015, uh, a sex tape of the rapper was leaked. In the tape, Lil Wayne had a threesome with his socks on uh, with two unknown women. It was confirmed by TMZ uh, when someone was trying to sell the sex tape. Obviously, it was very cold, which is why he was wearing the socks and also why he's known as Lil Wayne. Of course, um, little socks. Yeah. So, if it hadn't been so cold, it would have been called Wayne. <laughs> there we go. So, have you got any particular comments on that at all, Jimbo? He's a rapper, isn't he, Lil Wayne? Uh, he is. Um, I don't know if he was wearing a wrapper or not. Um, or whether it was unprotected. <laughs> no one, no one really seemed to clarify. Maybe he was that. just wearing a sock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a threesome. Yeah, one sock and um, another. Lady. It's, it's weird that rappers like to be called little. You know, you've got like Tiny Temper, Little Wayne, um, Chipmunk. Uh, who's the other one? Uh, who does the earthquake one? Tiny Temper. The notorious Wayne. Big. Big, yeah. Oh, that's big. Um, that's the other one. That's the other way around. Fat Man Scoop. Tiny, um, tiny, I've done tiny, little, yeah, I don't know. There's, 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 Rider. Tinge, oh, that's the one that... I was looking for. Tinge, yeah. What is it about yeah. being a rapper and having to be called small? Even yeah. even the best rapper of all time, Eminem, has called named himself after a very small com- bit of confectionery. <laughs> <laughs> What's that all about? As, as, 
as where people like Dr. Dre is named after, you know, a very large profession. I mean, what's all that about? There's loads of doctors. There is. Who knows? Imagine. Is he is, is he out on the front line at the moment, Dr. Dre, um, helping against the fight against COVID or not? <laughs> Actually, he's caught, he caught, he caught COVID, Dr. Dre, I think, didn't he? Hasn't he been quite unwell? Uh, possibly, yeah. I mean, it's like they think they needed to just, you know, when they recalled any retired former doctors, did they start, did they go to the next level, right? We just need to call, <laughs> we just need to get anybody back in who, who, who uses the, the title doctor yeah. in whatever Dr. way. Dr. Pepper? Where's Dr. Pepper? <laughs> is, doc, <laughs> is Dr. Hook around yeah. here? Dr. Yeah. Death? No, no, we'll, we'll leave that one, I think. <laughs> Uh, but yeah do you think that's what happened uh, maybe who knows I was quite disappointed I mean I'm not sure if you if you're into your influencers and Love Island stars Um, there's a lot of them a lot of them are going to Dubai at the moment let's ignore the old travel restrictions about where you can and can't travel and the advice that you shouldn't travel abroad unless it's strictly necessary you know if you need to lie on the beach promoting a bikini or some you know clothes for an online clothes seller then obviously that is deemed to be critically important Uh, have they not heard of green screen Exactly, I could just change the background, like move my blurred background today. That could be because I'm broadcasting from Dubai. I can guarantee you it definitely isn't, but never mind. Um, well, yeah, obviously a lot of people are doing that, but do you know Dr. Alex, who yes. was on Love Island? I remember him, do you know, yeah. Do, do you know what he's doing? Is he actually being a doctor? He's working in an hospital. Oh, What's good wrong on him. with the man? His career <laughs> has properly gone downhill. He can't, even, he can't even sell stuff for Boohoo or, or you know, Pretty Little Things or all that sort of stuff, or advertise sort of some shares in a weird company that's just going to bankrupt you or whatever. I mean, <laughs> what an absolute, complete and utter failure. You've got to stand there in hospital trying to make people get better instead. But his parents must be disappointed with how his career's panned out. <laughs> but there we go. Anyway, anyway, back onto your career, Fisher. And it's your it's my, your show and tell. My my, I'm, I'm, Here is my show and tell item. And as you can see... Are you sure a, you're not in Dubai advertising things off Boohoo? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Is I it? mean, it's made by... Um, a little known designer called Dorothy Perkins. Uh, hold on a minute, Fisher. Uh, you, you do know the title of this uh, feature is called Show and Tell, not Shoe and Tell. Oh, good point. Yes, sorry. Yeah, here's my, um, here's my item. It's a baseball cap. Um, <laughs> no, so it is, it is this item, my Shoe and Tell item. Um, and this this is not, this is a representative shoe, I would hasten to add. It is, is, not... this, is this what you wear when you're making a video and your feet get cold? Yeah, so... Basically, the first option is I've just taken this off my feet. I wear this pretty much all the time, all, all day, every day while I'm working from home. Um, no, that's obviously uh, that's obviously not it. There are two options as to how a shoe that looked very, very similar to this um, had some had yeah, has some kind of significant incident for me. So, is it the first option, which is that a shoe very similar to this once hit me on the arm after falling from a balcony and I drew blood, or is it? That my outrage at seeing a shoe like this in a sexist picture led to me being accused of being sexist myself. <laughs> okay, so let, let's start. Let, let me go with number one then. First of all, okay. Yeah. You got injured by a shoe like this. Uh, yes, a shoe like this. Did it? Did it? Did it heal? <laughs> <laughs> the wound is still there. I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> I bet. Very good. I bet it was soul destroying. It was indeed. Yes, it was. Um, but yeah, it, I've I've not really thought of any shoe puns, unfortunately. So well well done to you um, on that front. But yeah, I, I was walking along. Well, I'm not sure if you want to quiz me about what was happening. Maybe so 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 this this he, this shoe well a shoe like this one was thrown from a balcony or fell from yes. a balcony, hit mm-hmm. you and therefore injured you, cut you. Did it? What did it do? Yeah, just just it went past. It just kind of hit me on the arm um, mm. and it just kind of grazed my arm slightly, but it did draw blood. 
Okay, so what was you doing? I'm, 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 can I have a guess that you might have been at some sort of immediately when I when I heard that the shoe has fell from a balcony, I I seem to think you was at some sort of gig or something because I know that that can happen. Shoes can go flying, can't they, at gigs and things like that. So that, um, that's what I'm thinking. I can guarantee that I've. I mean, I was sat at any gig that I go to. I'm always just sat down anyway. I don't kind of jump up and um, you know. I'm I'm just doing the course. house okay. a noisy here, isn't it? I mean, oh dear. Was it a ho- no, I was. Was it a hotel balcony? Uh, it wasn't. It was an apartment. It was a an apartment flat balcony. So this is when um, I used to live and work in Manchester. I was um, walking home from work one day, and th- there's kind of quite a lot of flats that have got balconies that almost just kind of overhang the road, so to speak. So you can kind of walk underneath where someone's balcony is, and yeah, she just kind of came off the balcony and hit me on the on the left arm as I was walking past and um, left a mark there. I sort of like looked up and. Wonder what happened because it, whilst obviously a shoe isn't a particularly uh, dangerous or hard object when it's coming down from about it's about three or four stories, um, and the, I sort of like looked up to see what had happened. I saw a shoe next to me, looked up to see what happened, and sort of there was someone there saying, "Oh, sorry, um, <laughs> sorry, oops, my shoe fell off." <laughs> yeah, did they do it on purpose? No, 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 no I don't think so. It was, it, well. I don't know, I couldn't really question them because they were sort of about um, 20 foot higher up in the air. How can your shoe fall off? Um, I, th- I think they were, someone was passing them the shoe on the balcony and they kind of, over, yeah, they kind of fumbled it over the side of the balcony. So the do you case. think it was somebody getting ready to go out or something like that? And for, can I borrow a pair of shoes, that kind of thing? I think uh, there, there were two people on the balcony, right. two ladies. Um, I think sort of, my, my understanding is that one of them kind of like threw the shoe to the other one. Um, and the other one presumably wouldn't get into my cricket team, <laughs> dropped it over the side of the balcony, um, at which point it would have gone for six runs, and fell down and, and struck me on the arm. Did they get the shoe back? Uh, I, I left it where it was. Um, I, I I didn't didn't think it'd be wise to try and throw it up to them, because obviously, aware of the damage that can be caused by a, failing, a falling shoe, if it then came back down and landed on someone how, else, then I'd have been responsible How for did it. you feel after? Was you... Uh... Inconsolable. That's terrible. <laughs> that is that is awful. Yeah, it's like two in one. Um, I could have just said inconsolable, but I thought I'd just got it insole. Insole, yeah. Insole, yeah. Insole, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sort of get me mean there. Um, it's always best to try and just you, you're doing all right with the shoe puns. I mean, yeah. you had a kind of did it heal, um, but you felt soulless. You just left it at that, really. Yeah. Um, I was I was all right afterwards. I was a bit annoyed. Kind of went back went back to my flat. Um, and just you know, cut my tea like I would in any normal <laughs> lazy, sad, lonely night uh, night from the uh, life that I used to live when I was living over there. Mm. And thought it must get myself some of those shoes. Yeah, um, I thought tell you what, look look like some of the shoes that I've got. Um, <laughs> so, so second example then. Um, to just remind me what your second one was. Um, whilst condoning a, or whilst commenting on a picture of a shoe that I deemed to be sexist. I was myself accused of being sexist. All right. So, w- was the shoe in some sort of art gallery? Uh, no, it was on a. It was on a sort of like an advert or a piece of. Um, or, or it was actually it was a front page of a magazine. Front page of a magazine, and it was representing women. It was. They specifically got a female issue, a women's issue of this magazine, and they decided the best way to represent a woman would be a picture of a shoe. Assuming that now, all women wear shoes just like that one. Yeah, I mean, if only there was something that you could represent a woman with, like, for example, a picture of a woman. I mean, <laughs> but they decided 
picture of a shoe because that is the only way that people can actually understand and appreciate that that might relate to a woman. Right. And and how, so how was your comments? So I'm, I'm presuming you commented saying, you know, ridiculous that they're using a shoe on the epi- on the one version of this magazine that's that's going to be aimed at women. Is that right? Or... Yeah, I kind of said that it was a bit disappointing. It's very unfair. Um, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, for example, if there was a specific man's issue of the magazine, you wouldn't put there, you know, a, a football boot, for example, would you? You just have a picture of a man. Mm. Um, and so I, I, I didn't think it was fair. And we had a bit of a discussion. About with, who was that with again? Uh, just with um, just some people in our office who were around at the time. Um, and, and, and I sort of said it was quite unfair. And it, it kind of sparked a bit of a debate about sexism and... And I was, I was kind of, I was making a few jokes about sort of how, you know, this is a disgrace and you know, we shouldn't be doing this. And it's kind of these people who are make, who are making this, uh, these magazines and sort of producing this kind of imagery are stuck in the Stone Ages and we need to do a bit better and sort of actually try and draw attention to the issue um, and highlight it and sort of call out the way that it sort of unfairly portrays um, people who are sort of traditionally don't necessarily get the same opportunities that others do. Um and one person said, one, one person said, um, I've heard that a lot of companies who are um, FTSE, <laughs> FTSE listed, <laughs> who, who are FTSE 100 listed, uh, are going to have to have a female on their board. To which I said, which board is that? Is it the ironing board? It's a way of holding kind of a mirror <laughs> up to the sexism that was going on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I was kind of, Whilst obviously like ridiculing this with the uh, with the shoe, um, and people thought that I myself was. But you uh, you wasn't was being... you you were just going along with 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 the whole. You were sort of trying to emphasize your point that you were saying. I was trying to. I was yeah. trying. I was quite right. I was trying to emphasize the point and the ridiculous nature mm. of, of how this was um, was portraying females who it... are, in my opinion, just as competent and exactly the same as males, and there, there is there is no reason why they shouldn't. Mm be deemed any different in the workplace yeah it's, well, it's kind of preposterous the the glass ceiling that exists for some well, well for 50 percent of the workforce effectively yeah. in my opinion what's vicky cooking for your tea tonight uh i don't know it's just whatever i tell her to really <laughs> oh, no I'm, I'm i'm getting a takeaway she's just she's cooking around there yeah um no i, I easy easy though to get to like when when you are kind of trying to make points or whatever to to end up you know, accidentally getting getting into t- stuff too much and then being accused of being sexist yourself, isn't it? I remember this when I was at work, um, and it was probably during maybe the one of the last World Cups or the Women's World Cup, maybe about a year ago or something, was it? Maybe over a year ago. Remember that? Yeah, uh, I, 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 really, I don't really follow the women's football. I mean, it's rubbish. It, I mean. <laughs> Stop it. Anyway, uh, there, there was a bit of debate going on at the time about uh, about the pitch sizes and, and things like that. Um, which you know, I, I, and and particularly goalkeepers, and oh, particularly, can you still see me? Yeah, I'm Mr. Leah. Uh, particularly goalkeepers. Uh, yeah, sorry, just um, there's an issue with go- like goalkeepers where the nets are, are quite big, aren't they? In football, uh, a standard sized, you know. And I'm a very short yeah. person. I might have even mentioned this in this in this podcast before, but I'm a short person. I'm very small. I'm I'm, I'm below the average height for an average man. So yeah. I could never realistically have been a goalkeeper. Even if I'd have wanted to be a goalkeeper, I would have been a terrible goalkeeper because I'm very, very short, 
right? Mm-hmm. And I was kind of trying to talk about the point that, you know, these, these, these female goalkeepers have no doubt very, very good goalkeepers and no doubt a lot better than me or, or, or your average person at being in the net. They're very good at, at probably a lot of professional footballers and, and goalkeepers themselves. But the problem is mm-hmm. the average height of a man and the average height of a woman across the whole of the, the country in the world it is just yeah. it's just different, isn't it? Like the average height of a, of a lady is a lot shorter than the average height of a man. So maybe the the net should be reduced to an average height to a to a height in comparison to the average height of a woman, so that it it makes the game better. Is what I was sort of arguing. But that argument, yeah. people don't like that. People don't like some people don't like the idea of adjusting the game to make it a certain way for women. But actually, mm-hmm. it's just. It just makes sense. It's just like a bit like with children, I suppose. They have different sized pitches and nets because they just it'd be ridiculous if they tried to play in on a full size pitch. Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose it reflects other things in athletics, where, for example, if you're um, throwing the hammer or discus or shot put, I believe in the um, women's disciplines, um, the object that's only slightly lighter mm-hmm. than the men's, um, just to kind of try and I don't know, make it a bit fairer, I suppose. And it's and it's supposed to saying like if there are uh, goalkeepers, there are like you know up and coming uh, goalkeepers out there, uh, female mm-hmm. goalkeepers, then surely they would have a better chance at progressing into the game as a top level goalkeeper if sizes and things like that were more in what you know in proportion to what they should be, I suppose. Well, yeah, but then surely they're on the same playing field as everyone else, so. Well, they are, yeah. If you're a better goalkeeper, but, but, don't matter how big the net size, so a better goalkeeper than someone else. But what I'm saying is that, you know, it might be the case that a very, very tall lady, someone who's taller than, you know, out, above the average, might have more chance than... And I know that's still the same whether the net's are bigger or smaller, but I don't know, I just... I, but anyway, I know what you mean. Let's go back to your show and tell before I get, dig any more holes. Yeah. Um, so, option three, uh, I was once told to go and get some shoe pastry <laughs> and accidentally came back with us. Um, uh, okay, I reckon then, it, I, because it's very easy to for, for, for you to get into a situation where suddenly you're accused of being sexist, I reckon it's number two. Do you think I've been accused of being sexist for making I, a joke about... Yeah. yeah. Um, you'd be correct. Well done. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, pleasing to know that you weren't... You, that nobody chuck, threw a shoe at you, yeah. uh, whether it was accidental or not. So there you go. Thank you very much, Fisher. I enjoyed that. All right, cheers, Jimbo. Okay, so uh, I've got a quiz for you about venues, okay? And okay. they are venues from around the world. There's a fair few of them that tend to be... I'd say mostly they're in they're in the UK, but there are a couple of international ones there as well. There's 11 questions altogether. And these venues have all got something in common. And I don't know whether you want to do the quiz first and then you can tell me what they've got in common or whether you want me to read all the venues out now in advance and then, and then tell me first what you think they've got in common. What do you want? It's up to you. Um... Yeah, go if you read more out now. Because, okay, and then I, I can maybe have a think about it as well. Actually, to be fair. Okay, so City yeah. Field, which is a Major League Baseball uh, ground in New York, yeah. that's n- venue number one. Then you've got Disneyland California. Three, uh, the Etihad Campus or Stadium. You know, with the all sort of in, cause it, there's lots of things as part of the Etihad group in yeah. the same sort of area. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, Epsom Downs. Five. Yep, yeah, that's right. The Armory in New York City. Number six, I think it 
Changi Airport in Singapore. I nearly said Shanghai, but I don't think it's right. I think it's Changi. It's C-H-A-N-G-I. That's not Shanghai, is it? So C-H, no, no. So it's Chang- I think it's Changi or Shanghai. Yeah. I you say that. Uh, that's in Singapore, the airport. So basically what you mean is an airport that I've never heard of. Yeah. Yeah. Number okay. seven, Ashton Gate, which is Bristol City Stadium. Number eight, Millennium Point in Birmingham, which is a sort of conference centre. Mm-hmm. Number nine, uh, Robertson House, which is in Stevenage, is also a conference sort of centre. Uh, number ten, the Life Centre in Newcastle, which is used for various things, including scientific research and things like that, but I think they also do events and various things as well. Mm-hmm. Number eleven, the Excel Centre in London, which again, I think is another sort of conference centre. Yeah, I think I think I think I know what these might be. Do you want to say now um, then? Yeah, and and I, I, I got it when you said Bristol City's Ashton Gate, Bristol City's Stadium, because that and that kind of set me thinking back to I don't know if it was Disney World or Disneyland that you mentioned, the one that's in California, and I think these are all places where they are administering the COVID vaccine. Well done, you are correct. In particular, mass testing uh, venues. There has been some announced yesterday as well, some more announced yesterday. So these aren't based on the ones that were announced yesterday. Uh, these are like the first seven in the UK and then a couple from around the world as well, if that's, if that's yeah. okay. So I've got some questions so, sorry, about are those are places. These vaccination sites or testing sites? Sorry, vaccination, mass vaccination. Did I say mass testing? You said mass testing, yeah. Mass. You, you'd be... You'd be no good as health minister. You'd, you'd almost be as bad as the one we've got. <laughs> well, I'm not, though, am I? That's the thing. That's the thing. Anyway, uh, mass vaccinations, yeah. So there was, there were seven original ones in the UK. I added some international ones in there, but then there have been some more, I think 11 more announced yesterday. So maybe next week we'll do a quiz about them as well. So just a few questions about some of those locations. So number one, then, City Fields, which, again, is a major league baseball team. Uh, well, ground in New York and the New York Mets play there. Okay, I've been to New York. Uh, I've never been, no. Me neither. I would I would like to go someday just to see what it's like. Yeah, yeah, same here. Um, a bit of, bit of travel advice. Uh, people have told me never go to New York during the winter because, you know, you kind of get these scenes in the movies where it's oh, amazing. snowy and yeah. Yeah, skateboarding around, uh, skateboarding around, dry skating around in uh, Times Square and it's amazing. Apparently, it's just basically freezing cold, and all you really do is just walk around, and it's cold, and you stand in the puddle, and your feet get wet, and all that sort of stuff. Do you stuff, think they have so. the same problems that we have here in the snow as well, where everything's standstill, and nobody's moving, and the roads are jammed, and people are abandoning the cars? Yeah, I, mean, I think they, I think their snowstorm is far worse than what we get. <laughs> I think, um, I think, yeah, it's not just a snowman and snow dog you could build, or a big cock and balls. It is kind of a real life representation of the Empire State Building potentially, with how heavy it gets. Or the, or the entire female reproductive system. Probably, yeah. So we're not mentioning yeah. cock and balls solely. Alone. Okay. Sorry, of course, yes. yes. Do, do apologise. Yes. I mean, we could we could obviously build a little Wayne um, statue yeah. <laughs> without kind of snow stuff. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, so number one, what happened in 1962 with uh, New York Mets catcher Harry Shitty? And I think it's spelled it's spelled S it's spelled C H I T I. So it's 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 either chitty or shitty. So it's probably chitty, but yeah, it's funny being shitty, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, so your options are A player trading and swapping is common in Major League Baseball. A bit like it is in the UK football and you know that kind of thing. And the New York Mets agreed to pay money to take Harry Chitty or Shitty from the Cleveland Indians, plus a player to be named later in trade. But he was that poor that they decided not to bother, so gave him back to the Cleveland Indians, meaning they actually traded Harry Chitty for Harry Chitty. 
Or B, the New York Mets mascot is a mule and the fans hate it as it replaced the very popular Mr. Met a few years ago. Hmm. Um, there are some very bizarre things with um, with baseball transfers and the value of people's contracts. I don't know if, I don't, have you heard of the what's it called now? There's a, an American baseball player called I think it's called Bill Bill Burnack or something like that who gets paid I think he gets paid over a million dollars every year. He got a contract. They said he wasn't that good a player, so they kind of sacked him. But instead of paying out the rest of his contract, he said. What we'll do is we'll give you a certain amount of money every year for the next 20-odd years. And the money that they would have paid him, they kind of invested it. And the idea was that they were going to grow that and end up with more money. And yet he was still getting paid every year for the next 25 years. So this person who signed for him still getting paid. And they'll still be getting paid like in you know, another 15 years' time, in spite of the fact he's not at baseball for 20, 25 years. So, he does, so I know they do some very strange things with baseball contracts. So I think it's going to be wrong now, isn't it? But I think they might have signed Harry Chitty and then... Um, giving him back to the Cleveland Indians. Well done, you are correct. Spot on. Uh, so number two then, Disneyland, California. A, these, a couple. Of, which of these facts is true about Disneyland, California? A, Disneyland, California is sinking. Bad original planning in construction means the foundations are built on Earth that is very slowly disintegrating. They predict by 2050 they'll have to close parts of the park. B, when they first opened the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, they used real human skeletons on loan from the University of California before replacing them with imitation ones. One real human skull remains in the in the feature in the amusement. Oh, yeah. Um. So, where was this? Sorry, is it California? Yeah. Um. Which is. Um, hey, could they have a real human skull? There? Why, why would you have real skeletons when you could have? Fake ones. Um, that I just because they didn't have any ready or whatever. Do you know, do you know what I do know about Disneyland? That apparently the bins next to sort of the hot dog stands and stuff are placed sort of what is on average the correct amount of paces it would take to normally eat a hot dog. So you can chuck your rubbish in the bin. You should be there already. How, how do they work that out? Because some people eat ridiculously. Like I, I want to mention, uh, we've mentioned him a few times in this podcast, but Joe Solway, who's one of uh, our our friends in common. He, yeah. I've never seen somebody as slow as him eat. He's the most slowest eater. It frustrates me so much that if we ever sat in an Indian restaurant and he sat there picking away his little poppadoms, mm. I just crush his poppadoms. <laughs> <laughs> just put my fish through his poppadoms. <laughs> yeah. He said he's not going out with the friends and tweet quite no, a while, has he? No. But then, to be fair, if he, if, he, if he walks very slowly, it will balance itself out, won't it? True. True. Um, good point. But I, I, I think I think the park might be sinking. You think so? Yeah, I think it's sinking. Yeah. No, made that one up. So it's true that uh, they did use originally uh, real human skeletons that were on loan from the University of California, and there is apparently one still, one human skull still there. Don't know why mm. they just left one human skull there. What what that skull did to deserve remaining there, yeah. or I'm not hundred percent sure why. But anyway, next then, the Etihad Stadium, but the Etihad Campus in the general. Campus, yeah. It's actually the Etihad Tennis Centre, I think they're using, for the mass vaccination uh, sites. But which of these have not performed at the Etihad Stadium? One, Oasis. Two, George Michael. Three, Elton John. Or four, Spice Girls. Hmm. I don't know, have you ever been? I have, yeah. I, I, uh, I have been to the Etihad Stadium before. Okay. I went to um... see... 
uh, Argentina. In fact, no, I think I've been a few times. I think when it was called the City of Manchester Stadium, I went to watch Sheffield Wednesday in the Eve FA Cup or League Cup there. Uh, oh, when before, I think it was. Did, didn't Man City have that ground before they got taken over? Is that right? Yes. So the Commonwealth Games were held there in. Oh, I'm not too sure what year. I think we're probably talking about 2001, 2003, maybe something so, like that. So they had the ground before they got. Actually, no. Yeah. So it, it, yeah, Commonwealth Games. So it's uh, an even year. Uh, so it might be 2002 they had the Commonwealth Games actually, mm. um, and Manchester City and that that stadium was built for Commonwealth Games. Manchester City used to play at Main Road straight away, moved into that after their. Uh, they took the track that was around it, and then they got bought by. Um, I think they were originally owned by the Prime Minister of Thailand, Taksin Shinawatra, and then the mm. um, the um, the new owners came in. Yeah, um, I can't remember where it's from so, the new owner. So I went. I went to watch Sheffield. Yeah, it's from. Uh, will it be Saudi Arabia? Possibly. Uh, well, actually, presumably Bye. it's the United Arab Emirates because it's yeah. Etihad, Etihad Stadium. So Etihad Airways. Actually, when you when I went in, I went to an event there once. And you go into the reception, there is a massive um, model of an Etihad Airlines plane in there. Right. Well, I say massive, it's not that big, but it's it's quite noticeable. Yeah. Well, um, I, yeah, I went to watch Sheffield Wednesday play there. And then I went to see uh, it, Argentina were playing Italy before the uh, before the World Cup, or was it some? Was it World Cup? I can't remember what it were. Um, but I don't think Italy were in the World Cup. And I think Argentina were, is that right? Were they in the last World Cup? They were, I think. But anyway, yeah, I think went to watch them both play, hoping to see uh, Lionel Messi, uh, mm-hmm. Sergio Aguero, you know, all these players. And neither of them played. Yeah. <laughs> didn't see any of them. Um, so. You saw them, though, didn't you? They were sat on the bench. No, no, they weren't on the bench at all. They was in the, yeah. they was in the boxes, so I didn't, didn't get to see them at all. Um, but then the I boxes? did I did eventually get to see Lionel. Uh, Lionel. <laughs> I didn't say Lionel, was uh, I did get to see Lionel uh, Messi play. Um, when I went on Joe Solway stag do. So back to Joe oh. Solway, yeah. He's featured twice in this episode. So, yeah, it was... Uh, but anyway, I've been there before. Okay. Um, sorry, back to the question, which was Oasis. Which one haven't formed there? Yeah. Oasis, Elton John, George Michael. Spice Girls. Um, Spice Girls. I don't think... I'm going to say Elton John hasn't formed there. And the main reason I say that is because my mum watched Elton John. Well, my mum and dad watched Elton John, which is probably... I'm on once to go and watch Elton John. And my, <laughs> she always has to go with someone, so my dad also watches Elton John quite regularly. And she's never been seen... She's been seen in Manchester, but never at the Etihad Stadium. Okay. Now, it might, to be fair, it might have been that he's done some kind of outdoor tour and hasn't and has performed somewhere else. But for those reasons, I'm going to say he's not He's not performed at the Etihad. Well done. Good uh, reasoning there, yeah. So I, I kind of... You know, I thought you might say George Michael, being that uh, George Michael is no longer around anymore and... Uh, probably didn't really do too much in his final years, did he either? But uh, yeah, it was Elton John. Spice Girls were due to be performing there uh, this year um, in 2021. Whether that'll go ahead or not, I'm not too sure. The Spice Girls have also performed there previously as well um, when on one of their reunion sort of tour type things. Uh, yeah. And of course, of course, Oasis think one of the first team um, bands to play there, with it being Manchester City's ground and all that kind of thing. Um, oh, of course, yeah. Number four, then Epsom Downs, which is a race course. Mm-hmm. So, which of these is true? A. A lady called Emily Davidson died after running out in front of the King's Horse in the Epsom Derby in 1913. She was a suffragette uh, campaigning for votes for women. Um, B, Epson is the only major race course where Queen Elizabeth hasn't had, Queen Elizabeth II, hasn't had a racehorse win a major derby. Mm. Well, I know that Emily, Emily Davidson, um, 
Yeah, I think she did run out in front of a horse. Was that 1913? Oh, I thought I... Mm, can't remember. I, I, I know Emily Davidson ran in front of a horse, I think. And But whether it was at Epsom, I can't remember. And was it 1913? I can't remember that either. But other than that, getting back to the sexism point, very much on the old, uh, very much uh, keen on the women's rights and all that sort of stuff and um, the right to vote and what have you. And um, we're, we're all over that on this podcast, aren't we, Jim? We are. Um, so, yeah, I, I think. But don't think stop that's... a blooming horse race, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think the first one. I think Emily Davidson, 1913. Well done. Yep. Um, they don't. I, I, I don't think they actually 100% know why she did it. Um, it was obviously she she was campaigning for women's votes and things like that, and I don't know whether that was a time they they kind of secured and got that or whatever. But they're still unsure as to what her actual reasoning was for for doing that at the time. But uh, I'm sure it would have been some sort of campaign or statement or something like that. But yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think she was very much anti um, horse establishment and, and also yeah. and, and and also gambling as well because she got really upset. Uh, something that happened in a horse race previously. Uh, she backed a horse to win at uh, five to two, but it didn't cross the line until half past three. So. <laughs> uh, next, then the Armory in New York City, um, which is apparently an indoor track, or they've got like an indoor track in there, sort of thing. Okay. Uh, number uh, so A then, which of these is true? A a loaded cannon was discovered there in the 1950s that wasn't previously loaded, but they've never discovered who loaded it and why. Or B, the US National Indoor Championships were held there between 1990, no, 1900 and 1963. Okay. Uh, what, what, what championships? Sorry, is that sort of athletic championships? US Indoor Tennis Championships. Oh, indoor tennis. Okay. Um, loaded cannon. Um, I, th- I, I think it might be the tennis. I think it might be the tennis championships were held there. Well done, you're correct. Thank you. Speaking of Elton John, didn't he used to do things like indoor tennis championships and stuff like that? Sure, watch Rocket Man, and I think think on that he was wasn't this wasn't there something where he went to a he was a big tennis fan and he fell off a chair. Didn't, yeah, didn't he go to something where <laughs> sometimes at the start of tennis they, they announced various VIPs in the VIP box, and I think he sort of said, "Here's Elton John." And he stood up and waved, and he went and sat back down, and his chair had like flipped up, and he just fell on his yeah. ass. And then he kept saying, I'm still standing, didn't he? I'm still standing. <laughs> he, he said it loads and loads of times, didn't it? Until the joke sort of wore a bit thin. Yes, it is. You um, exactly say that. Number seven, then. Ashton Gate, Bristol. Okay. So, A, which of these is true, by the way? A, Ribena was invented in Long Ashton, in Bristol, five minutes from Ashton Gate. Or B, Ashton Gate was formerly a zoo. Ooh. Good question, isn't it? Because Ashton Gate sounds like it could be a zoo. Although, was Ribena... Ribena? Um... I don't know where Ribena was created or invented. I've seen the advert with it um, sort of picking it from the, the fields, and they, they don't particularly look like Bristol. But then we're talking about someone that's only five minutes from Ashton Gate and his long Ashton. Um, could it be a zoo? It's not very big for a zoo. I always imagine zoo, zoo should be very big places, I think, to obviously allow the animals to roam. Have you ever been to Yorkshire Wildlife Park? Yes. Good, isn't it? Good day out. Yeah, it's all it's right. Massive. It's all right. It's all right. They've got a polar bear there. How many other places you can go to in Yorkshire? Where there's a it's in there, Yorkshire, isn't it? so yeah, it's bloody brilliant. Yeah, it's um, it's quite good. Um, uh, so I, I don't think it's big enough to be a zoo. So I'm going to say that Ribena was created near there. Well done. Good thinking with that one. Yeah, it was Ribena apparently created there um, originally. Yeah, there you go. Uh, next then, Millennium Point in Birmingham. Uh, what did 
20 to 107. Uh, what, oh, the, oh, I'm sorry, I'm really confused here. What did 20,000... <laughs> I'll start the question again. What did 20,107 people do over two days at Millennium Point in Birmingham in 2006? A, they donated clothes for the tsunami in Indonesia, making it the largest ever clothes donation uh, hall in one venue, at one venue. Or B, they drew around their feet on A4 paper to make the longest display of human footprints. Hmm. Um, well, both fairly plausible, both different and plausible. Um... Did, did someone go and use some kind of 3D printer to make shoes that have been printed yeah. around the feet and then sort of donate those as part of the clothing <laughs> collection? Um, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people in Birmingham are very charitable people, so mm. donating... Little, I, little I, Wayne had to use uh, two pieces... He could get both his feet on one bit of A4. Yeah, a little notepad for him, a uh, little pocket diary. Um, I think that I think that it might be that they drew around their feet... That's, that's a 200,000 people. That's a lot, isn't it? I mean... Tw- no, 20,107 20, people. Oh, 20,000. Okay. Well, that's not that many. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that it drew around the feet. Okay. Well done. So my first made-up answer for this was going to be that 20,107 people uh, donated sperm, making it the largest sperm. Do- but then I thought to myself, well, why, why would that... Why? <laughs> I thought to myself, why is that essential? Uh, I thought I decided not to use that answer. Yeah. Uh, well, Jimbo, at the same time, why not? <laughs> Imagine how many magazines he would have had. <laughs> anyway, number nine, Robertson House is a conference and event centre based in Stevenage. Um, who is the richest person to have come from Stevenage? Do I get options or not? No. Okay. Uh, well, I, think, <laughs> I can give I you think... clues, though. No, I think I think he's quite rich because I don't think he pays a huge amount of tax, allegedly. Is it <laughs> um, is it Lewis Hamilton? Well done, yeah, spot on. Uh, do you want to guess in millions how many he's worth? Oh. It might have changed recently as well, possibly, but uh... we must be. Um, it must be. Must I think some some of the top footballers. Um, I'm assuming he's probably in the top top ten most valuable sport because a lot of money in Formula One, isn't mm-hmm. it? I suspect he's probably probably in the top ten most valuable sports stars in the world. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like maybe in the top three. Yeah, I'd have thought so. Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, maybe some of the top American sports stars, sort of LeBron James, people like that, maybe be fairly high up as well. And I thought Lewis Hamilton would probably up in the top. I think some of the top ones are made worth about two hundred million. So I'm, I'm going to say Lewis Hamilton may be worth about a hundred million. Uh, two hundred twenty-five million pounds. So according to my little Google, I've just done now. Uh, number one, who would you? I think you might have done something like this before. But number one, who do you reckon it is? Uh, I'd say probably Lionel Messi. Nope. Cristiano Ronaldo. Nope. LeBron James. Think of another sport that fetches a lot of money. Oh, Tiger Woods. No. Oh. Um. Is it an American sport? Uh, mm, multinational. Uh, or Neymar? No. No, a multi- um, sports with a load of money in it. There's, uh, there's, on there's one sport in particular that's, that's, that fetches a huge amount of money. Uh, we're definitely not cricket. I know that much. <laughs> is, it, is it golf? No, it's not golf. No. There's no, no real superstars of that sport. Uh, ten, oh, tennis, probably Roger Federer. No. No, oh, no I'm going to go on. You get, Boxing. Boxing, oh, of course, uh, well, presumably, um, of course, um, Frank Bruno. Uh, Floyd Mayweather? <laughs> Floyd Mayweather, yeah. 
Floyd Mayweather Jr. Well, Floyd Mayweather Jr. is further down the list, but I don't know if this is basically based on previous years and history and that kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know how this works. But anyway, yeah, Lewis Hamilton's like third in that list, third, fourth in that list, depending on how you class it. Top 10 richest sportsmen. Uh, let's have a look. When's this from? Uh, this article is from October 2020. Top, twen- top 10 British sportsmen. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is at, uh, surprisingly, number 10. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, so is at eight. Uh, Magic Johnson at five. Uh, Michael Johnson. Schumacher is still at five, joint five. Uh, Tiger Woods fourth, three. Mm-hmm. Eon Tiriak, no idea who that is. Mm-hmm. Two. Vince McMahon wrestling. Yeah, that's not sport, is it? No, well, being like sports entertainment. Number one, Michael mm-hmm. Jordan. Uh, yeah. So in that list, uh, he's not even there. Well, that's quite old. I mean, Michael Michael Jordan's not actively playing sport anymore, is it? Well, this is this is this is top athlete. This is a October twenty twenty. Well, yeah, that's so this must be anybody. Donald, Donald. Still, his brand, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a bit like saying Donald Trump, sort of richest sportsman in the world. He likes playing golf, sort of three times <laughs> a week. I mean, mm. surely he's got to be an active sportsman to be considered on those lists. Should we run through the rest of the quiz? There's only two more questions yeah. to go. Number ten. Area. That's going to be best. There might be some follow up to this, I think. Number ten. Life centre in Newcastle. Uh, so which of these is true about that, that place? A, at an annual uh, event, uh, sorry, an, at an annual craft makers event, an exhibition traditionally held there, a sculpture of Anton Deck was awarded first prize by judges, but the decision was criticised by the general public as the sculpture featured Anton Deck stood on the wrong side of each other. Or B, scientists researching at the Life Centre were the first in the world to discover, uh, to clone a human embryo. Ooh. Um, surely, if you doing a statue of Anton Deck, you must know which way round they go. But at the same time, where, where did he say the place was called? The, the Life Centre in Life Newcastle, Centre. yeah. Surely the... I mean, I don't, I don't know much about this particular venue. Is it sort of some kind of conferencing centre? It is, yeah, but they do a lot of science stuff there as well. I don't know if they've got, like, mm. different parts to it, but they, they definitely hold events there, but they also mm. have got, like, science research labs and all sorts of things like mm. that there as well. So it's, it's, a, it's a strange place to do sort of human cloning, I would say. That's more... more likely to take place at some kind of medical place or university. But if it is that, they can do that as well. Um, I'm, I'm going to say they maybe did that, the first sort of cloning of a human embryo. Well done. You've done well today. Uh, the next one then, uh, this is the last one then, the Excel Centre in London, okay, which is where they developed the track and trace system. Uh, right. I'm joking, of course. I was a, a Microsoft Excel joke there. Anyway, oh, right, okay. Sorry, uh, hold on. You f- went straight over you that one, didn't it? Anyway, what well, were... No, I was just thinking about, because that's where the first Nightingale Hospital was as well. Uh, so kind of it would make sense, that, yeah. What were protesters protesting about in 2019 when 100 people were arrested? A, an arms fair held every two years attended by arms company representatives and military delegations from around the world. Or B, the 2019 Miss World competition. Um... I mean, they both both exist, don't they? I mean, Miss World um, is... I know they've moved it to the UK in the past because some other countries have protested about it and said that obviously it's a bit sort of demeaning and, again, sort of stuck in the Stone Age and not very forward-thinking, to which we said, well, we'll have it here. Um, <laughs> and but I, think, I know when it was moved a number of years ago, I think we moved it to the O2 in London as opposed to the XL Centre. The shooting, do you say it was an arms arms and shooting type of um, event? Yeah, uh, so. arms fair, yeah. So they basically, yeah. it's like where you have a convention, you know, like when, uh, like when universities get together and have all the course guides out and different courses they've got. This is basically where arms people get together with guns and weapons and stuff like that. 
Yeah, I'm not, I know it is. I think um, I do know. I, I don't know if someone kind of goes to those type of events. Um, do that at the Excel. I know. I know. There's. I think there's a massive one at the NEC every year. Um, I've. I didn't hear anything about the Miss World being held in the UK. So I'm going to say that it is the Arms Convention. Well done, and you're finished with. Uh, correct. I think you only got one wrong out of all that fish. I think you got like nine out of uh, well. 10 out of 11 there. Uh, but Miss World is held here, though. Um, they do, they have yeah. held Miss World here, and, uh, yeah, that, that's something that happens. But, yeah, an arms fair every two years attended by arms companies and stuff takes place. And, yeah, in 2019, 100 people were arrested for, for protesting against it. There you go. Yeah. So that was a little bit about uh, some of the venues that are being used as mass COVID vaccination centres around the world and particularly the UK. But there'll be more announced in the UK yesterday, so maybe in future episodes I'll do a bit of a feature about some of those venues if there's anything interesting that we can quiz you about. Enjoy yeah, that. And I think I think our government have vaccinated over three million people now, is it? For over three million vaccines administered. So I think that's a fantastic thing and, uh, and well done to them. Is that full va- are... is that full vaccinations though? Is that like the the three million waiting for the next one? Um I think I think there's over two million that have had the sort of original shot. I, I don't know the precise number. What I do know is they're vaccinating a lot of people, and we are often very, very quick to criticise the government. Um, and no doubt there, there, there probably are slightly more things that they could be doing a little bit better in terms of vaccinating people quicker. But nonetheless, they're actually doing it for people, and we're getting more people immune from uh, coronavirus, and it's saving lives. So I think we should actually just say that it's actually quite a good thing. Isn't that right, Jimbo? That first time we've given a round of applause. Yeah. For now, for now, let's just yeah. let's hold his breath because yeah. with the way things have gone, I don't want to get too excited because anything could happen. Anything could happen. Yeah, we're into the news section in a few moments. We'll start criticising them again there. If oh, of course, okay. yeah, there we go. Uh, anyway, that's uh, all from from that part for now. Uh, so we've we've got a new advertiser, haven't we? Well, kind of a new advertiser. Dar- Daryl's unavailable this week, uh, mm. so his wife's filling the uh, advertising slot for us. So here we go. Hello, it's Carol. I'm Daryl's wife, and he's not around at the moment as he's self-isolating at the police station, following him getting a bit too descriptive while shouting Legs 11 to punters at the bingo hall. I know it's a bit unusual being called Daryl and Carol, and I'm okay with that, but it's a little frustrating that our surname is Singer. I'm responsible for our household earnings with Daryl, um, isolating, and I've got my own business working as a hairdresser to the stars. I've been doing this for years, with very few mistakes. Although I once got confused 20 years ago when someone asked for the Rachel Green look and I styled it like my sister Rachel and coloured it green. Someone also asked me for the Elton John look, but I didn't realise he wore a wig nowadays. I hadn't seen him since the 70s, so my poor customer walked away with hardly any hair and wearing a pair of massive novelty glasses. I offer a postal service in these socially distanced times where I can come to your house and if your hair is long enough, I'll stand outside whilst you thread your hair through the letterbox for me to trim. So, come along to Carol's Hair Studio, get your hair cut and drink a nice relaxing glass of champers. That's champagne, not shampoo. Except from that time I got Daryl to help me out and he got confused. Okay, then, back on with criticising our uh, totally incompetent government. Uh, (laughs) So, school meals. Now, 
this has been going on a long time now, and I remember sort of going on about in the summer about this and how you know that's when so Marcus Rashford first started campaigning to make sure that school meals were being provided in the school holidays and all that kind of thing, and it's still ongoing because as soon as they seem to have sorted out the issue, um, now there appears to be quite a bit of a, a, a joke going. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Have you seen like and I, and I know that it, you know it could be an isolated number of pictures and things like that that are, are sort of showing the food packages that are being sent out to school students but it does seem to be quite a lot of them and quite a lot of people saying that this is happening so basically food has been sent out that's supposed to be a week's worth of food to the value of what 30 pound which is how much a voucher is worth when you take a voucher instead to go and spend it at the shops and so on and the the food that they've been getting has been pretty terrible hasn't it like well it's it's, it, well, it's, it's more the quantity, isn't it, rather than it being terrible itself. It's more the amount of food that's in the package just clearly not add up to £30, does it? Yeah, I think that's part of the problem, really. Um, it's obviously dealt with by a private company uh, who's been sending packages out, and they've fallen well below the standards expected. Um, it, it doesn't take in... much to do a little bit of research and discover who, who heads up some of these... Uh, places that have managed to get the contracts for doing this. Um, and, you know, it's not the first time this government has done things like that, uh, not just during the coronavirus pandemic, but previously, you know, you, you, they're supposed to kind of put tenders out for certain contracts, aren't they? To, you know, it's fair competition, making sure that businesses around the country are able to get um, certain contracts to run certain things and then they can make money, a bit of money you know, and, and, and run it themselves and so on. Um, and in the past, I, I, you know, it has happened where certain politicians have have managed to somehow give certain contracts uh to certain people who have got links to their party whether it be donors or family members and and again this appears to be something possibly in that sort of area as well where that's happened again um and i don't know how this is constantly happening but it seems to be yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be nice if we just actually fed children without trying yeah. to make profits from them really um would, would be nice um I mean, to be fair, the government have actually acknowledged that the process isn't quite working as smoothly as they would like. Boris Johnson said that uh, you can't make an omelette without cracking some eggs. Um, (laughs) He then looked in the food parcel and discovered there weren't actually any eggs in there. (laughs) And that was part of the problem in the first place. I wonder if this is um, what uh, Miriam Cates was on about when she says, we need to think of a longer term solution to child uh, poverty when voting against um mm. continuing with this school meals scheme i wonder if this is what she was talking about oh yeah we can we can supply uh inadequate food packages to students that will solve the problem of child yeah. poverty i wonder if that's what she was talking about that's our local mp in our area of chapel town and ecclesfield by the way um yeah. just I mean, so that you know it's all about um being progressive i suppose isn't it so yeah you start off by giving them no food and then you give them <laughs> some rubbish food and then eventually you kind of work up something that's maybe kind yeah. of all right, eventually. You know, I mean, nice. the government are also obviously look at, re-looking at their help-to-buy schemes and new houses schemes and stuff like that. And to uh, people trying to get on the property ladder, they're hoping to send out a package containing three bricks, two roof tiles, <laughs> and one bag of sand uh, to help them on the way. <laughs> Make it yourself. Um, I mean, obviously, it's, the government, obviously, unfortunately, do tend to privatise these things, and people do make profits from it. Um, they've announced that they're going to go back just to the voucher scheme, uh, and they'll give people... £30 voucher, but unfortunately the private sector got involved again, so uh, the private company will take £22.50 of it and just send you a voucher for £7.50 <laughs> to go and get your, uh, get your lunch. I did, see, I did see one Tory politician who was interviewed, who 
was quite she towards the end of the interview actually, actually came around and said well yeah if, if, if these photos are true then it's very concerned this is uh, this is not not enough and this is not uh, not good enough should be doing better than this and all that kind of thing mm-hmm. we just sort of sometimes come down to actually to what extent you've actually got pride in kind of what you're doing for people um is, is, is something i always think is a very important thing in life in terms of how you go about yourself and how you do things and how you complete them but do you know what this Tory politician said when she was uh, interviewed? Um, oh, I can't remember. I think it was someone Sky News was interviewing her. Um, she, she, and there's been there's been so much said about um, the predicament that people find themselves in. And so Marcus Rashford has, has been very, very vocal about the importance of having one good quality meal per day and making sure you're actually fed a decent, um, healthy meal. Um, she said, well, it's only lunch, isn't it? And I, I don't think she quite understands that for some people, that could be the only thing they eat all day. Exactly. Um, so yeah, the message probably doesn't quite uh, quite get home, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, you know, the, 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 they appear to be, you know, it, they've only had, uh, you know, since since last what summer to sort this out. So they're still on with it. They're still going with it. They're still trying what, to do what they can. But never, mind, you know, don't no matter how much they're failing the uh, the school children of the country and the, the and the children who are living in poverty, don't worry because they've managed to sort out some or, or on the way to sorting out some new laws to protect some metal statues. Um, oh. And iron statues from being uh, from being battered down by mobs in England. <laughs> yeah. So they're on with that. Uh, so That's what you need. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen that, but they're uh, they're on to that. And so obviously there was back in the during the Black Lives Matter uh, mm-hmm. protests and stuff like that. There were some statues that were um, knocked down and things like that that are dismantled or then had to be protected and stuff. But yeah, it just it, it kind of smacks just a little bit of like it just seems quite pathetic, doesn't it, when they've they've obviously got bigger things. It seems to be they jump very quickly to sort some things out, but then with others, they they do the best to 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 drag their feet with it, don't they? And that's clearly what's happened with the school meals thing, with the amount of U turns mm. they've done. They've just tried to drag their feet at every single stage of it. And uh, it really annoys me. And I'm obviously, dragging the feet is what uh, what happened to a lot of the statues back in the summer. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's interesting earlier on that you said, obviously, in terms of uh, that the government have had since uh, last summer to sort this out with the preschool meals. But uh, I don't have to break it to you, Jim, but children actually existed before last summer, so they could have actually yeah. before then even. Exactly. Yeah. And that's it's probably also pointing out that yeah, there have been other governments in the past as well who haven't sorted the issue out as well. So it's not just our True. current one, but yeah. um, it's maybe boring to focus a bit more at the moment. Um uh, well I think yeah, I think there's enough evidence to to show if you know you only have to do your research yourself, but there's enough evidence to show um that, that it has worsened um over the last ten years at least anyway. Uh, yes, undoubtedly, unfortunately. Um but obviously, we mentioned sort of statues and protesters. Um, obviously, one thing that's still in the news a little bit is Donald Trump and his the kind of the storming of the Congress building in America in Washington um, sort of last week. And you know, it's still it's still ongoing. It's still uh, still rumbling on. Um, a lot of lot of criticism of it and sort of the, the manner in which sort of the police force were kind of compromised and um, you know the. The way in which people who were holding down fairly respectable jobs were involved in this, and sort of the knock-on effect that it has for them as well. Um, Joe Biden obviously said that uh, Donald Trump had uh, had arranged an interaction. Um, to be fair, at Donald Trump's age is doing quite well to get an interaction. <laughs> um, oh. But there we go. Yeah. Um, I know we were talking about uh, the government and so on, but I don't know if you spotted that uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg in Parliament the other day uh, when they were talking about... <sighs> The fish. Was that him? 
I thought it was Where's Wally. Do apologise. <laughs> um, no, yes, but he was talking in Parliament, wasn't he? Yeah, and uh, declared that uh, they were they were talking about the fish and uh, saying something to do with with them. That well, at least the happy fish because they are British fish. Um, Does he just think we're complete and utter morons? Yeah, I mean, really, as if a fish can be happy. I mean, you, honestly. Yeah, you remember last week I I, I said something about uh, if I had a list of people that deserve a punch in the face. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I do. Um, I mean, talking about I mean, obviously, um, he, he, he forgets. Sorry, sorry, I was just saying with Jacob Rees Mogg, he forget. You know, he, he might well say that about you know any fishing in British waters are then classed as British, but it appears that the same doesn't apply for anybody who's trying to get to the UK. And if there's any people swimming in British waters, uh, apparently they're not British. Of course, yes, big difference, obviously. Um, Yes, very, uh, very big difference. Um, but obviously, that, that, that's one story this week about uh, aquatic animals. Um, one that caught my eye was, did you see that a manatee um, in America, uh, someone went and etched the word Trump on the back of the manatee. So manatee's um, a waterborne mammal. Um, and yeah, someone, uh, there's been rewards offered for someone who can find out who like caused this damage to the animal. And, oh, was and it was it Trump. was it actually alive? Was it was it dead when it was done or alive or? I think I think it was alive. Oh, I believe. Poor thing. Which obviously would have caused the animal quite a lot of distress. I mean, the various quotes came out. Um, so someone just yeah, it, it was quite 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 clear, quite noticeable. An etched the word Trump in the back of this manatee. Mm. Um, so I'm presuming caused it some quite considerable pain. Um, David Attenborough said that uh, we need to preserve our marine life. Um, Joe Biden said. We must come together as one nation and unite. Uh, and Donald Trump said, please, can I count this as a legitimate vote for my presidential campaign? <laughs> so, um, but yes, that's uh, that's another story. And obviously mentioning Jacob Rees-Mogg, uh, an architect of Brexit. And obviously with Brexit is now here. Um, we're, we're marching into the sunny uplands and the, uh, the benefits we're getting. Uh, unless you are a lorry driver who happens to be going into the Netherlands. Did you say unless? I did. I did. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm from <laughs> I overall, I just done. I tried to do the the Dutch accent accidentally. Uh, not intention. I didn't. But the Netherlands. I've been to the Netherlands sort of um, four or five times to Amsterdam. Um, an amazing, very liberal country. Um, but you can't take meat or dairy into the country. So there was a a lorry driver who tried to go in and he got a ham sandwich there and they confiscated it. Um, the Dutch lorry driver said that, um, oh sorry, the Dutch policeman said that it had to be confiscated because Britain had got a no meal Brexit. Boris <laughs> um, Johnson sort of jumped on it immediately and said he was going to bring the bacon home for the people of the UK and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. But what I did actually read was the lorry driver himself had said to the Dutch policeman, "Can I just take the ham out of the sandwich and just eat it sort of? You, know, you can keep the ham and I just have the bread and butter." <laughs> and, uh, the, the fella confiscated it from him, saying, "No, I've got to take the whole sandwich, unfortunately." This is what Brexit gets you. Well, so. there we go. We're finding out the effects of Brexit um, already, and you know, not, you, you know, the, 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 there is another thing. I think probably worth uh, probably finishing on this one as well. Uh, we're going to talk about lost police records, weren't we? But uh, hmm. I don't think we'll bother with talking about that. Yeah. That's, uh, obviously, the, well, we can just yeah. briefly mention it that uh, obviously there's been the news about the uh, lost police records, uh, which uh, Pretty Patel uh, is blaming on human error. Um, and now Pretty Patel has gone to blame and shout and bully that human uh, <laughs> to find out what's gone on. Um, yeah. But anyway, I didn't think she'd believe in anything such as human error. Uh, but anyway, of course she does. Um, but anyway, I was just going to mention the immigrant pigeon. Have you seen it in Australia? 
I haven't. No, what's, a, what's it done? A racing pigeon has managed to get all the way from the US, Oregon, uh, from a oh. pigeon race um, where it got lost. Uh, to Australia, and it, it appears that it hitched a ride on a cargo ship, and it landed in in a in a in this bloke's back garden, who happened to be called um, Mr. Kerrybird, out of uh, all <laughs> names that he could have had, he was called Mr. Kerrybird. But anyway, um, so it, it kind of attracted a bit of news attention, and then that caught the authorities, the quarantine. Uh, Total authority, Australia's things, it caught their eye, and they basically um, said that it needs to be put to death. So this immigrant pigeon um, is is if it gets caught, it's due to be put to death. Unfortunately, um, they, they're trying to catch it first before they obviously decide its fate, um, but they want it on remand because obviously it's a flight risk. Um, so they're looking at which wing of of uh, the sort of bird prison to put it in while it goes and does a bit of bird, of course, uh, while they decide what what's happening with it. But it's called Joe, um, because it was named after because of the time it was found. It was um, it was named after the new incoming president Joe Biden. So of course, as with sort of diplomatic matters like this, when you've got somebody in another country who's on trial for something, and the kind of diplomats have to talk about it and see what they can do, um, Donald Trump's got absolutely no interest in helping this poor bird out just because it's called Joe after Joe Biden. So <laughs> that's not going to help it either. But anyway, bit of pigeon well, news for you there. Well, thank you very much. What did you say the um, the person was called who found the bird? He's called I can't remember his first name, but he's called Mister Kerry Bird. Mister Kerry Bird. Okay. Now, because I was just looking at the um, the candidate, I'd seen this week there were some candidates to be the mayor of London. Did you see the, what the candidate list was for the um, the new mayor of London? So Sadiq Khan is up for election this year. Uh, they're going to have the election. Uh, Sadiq Khan is standing again for Labour. There's one called Sean Bailey, who's standing for Conservatives. Someone called Sean Berry is standing for the Green Party. Um, the Liberal Democrats have got someone called... Louisa Porritt, I think she's standing for Liberal Democrats. Are you going to say there's somebody quite well known standing for it as well? Well, there's, do you know what the person is called who's standing for UKIP? No. Do you want to maybe hazard a guess at someone who might have an appropriate name for, <laughs> for a UKIP candidate? Uh, go on. No. It's called Peter. It's called Peter Gammons. Right. <laughs> Which yeah seems a very appropriate name for someone who's a UKIP. Uh, party member and uh, prospective candidate to have. Mm. So, there we go. Anyway, uh, are we moving on? Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> All right, then, for sure, what you got? Uh, I'm back on to um, the Ig Nobel Awards, which sort of is a bit of an admission that I can't really think of much today. Um, <laughs> or this week, nothing's happening, is it? So... We're going, going back to 2016. Um, so just to, to remind everyone what the Ig Nobel Awards are. Yeah, so these are obviously the Nobel Prizes um, are awarded for greatness in certain fields. Um, literature, peace, economics, physics, chemistry and... Podcasts. Yeah, something else. I think there's six of them, isn't there? I can't remember what the other one is off the top of my head. Um, so yeah, that, that, that can be a job for the next time, working out what the other one is. Um, so, so they're awarded out for yeah, achieving effectively greatness in a certain field. Um, the Ig Nobel Awards are generally given out every year for doing stuff that's effectively quite pointless or stupid. Um, people have spent a lot of time researching stuff that's just not particularly beneficial. Um, I think the categories tend to vary quite a bit. So they kind of, if someone's done something stupid, they, they, work they out make a category, a category up, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you don't get one for kind of an, an Ig Nobel Prize for sewing, but you might get one for something that's a bit more advanced. Yeah, there's times where it's economics, chemistry, and all that sort of stuff. Um 
are normally dished out for various branches of, uh, of science. So we're going back to the year 2016. Um, now, I've got the 10, the 10 awards that were given out. Um, for one of the questions, the award was given out jointly. So you've got two options, and both of them are correct. Okay. So just to make you aware of that. Yep. The, the, fir- the first one's got three options, so it's not that. But that of the other nine, one of those, both of the options are correct. Right. That's clear. So let's got get it. cracking. So, uh, and because of that, I've not said the name of the person winning it. Right. That's all right. I didn't have to make up names. So, um, the award for economics was given out to someone who assessed the, the perceived personalities of rocks from a sales and marketing perspective, or for someone who assessed the perceived personalities of paper from a sales and marketing perspective. I think you know where this is going with the third clue, don't you, Jimbo? Um, or was it for someone <laughs> who assessed the perceived personalities of scissors? from a sales and marketing perspective. Oh. So someone assessed the personalities of either rock, paper, or scissors in terms of their sales and marketing perspective and did some kind of research on it and produced a, a paper. I can't... Sorry, or a rock, or scissors. <laughs> I can't decide on what the answers, uh, what answer I'm going to go with because it, it could obviously be any. So if only there was, there, was, there, was some, there was some sort of game or something I could, I could play to try and help me decide. Um, should we play rock, paper, scissors? Yeah, that's cool. Then. All right, then. That. Very much, I know the answer. I'm not quite sure I'm going to guide you towards the correct thing. Right, well, you, let's just play rock, paper, scissors, and, and whatever is the winning thing is what I'll go for. Okay. Ready? So, mm-hmm. one, two, three. Ah, so scissors, 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 scissors win. beats paper. I'm going to go with scissors. Although I don't um, think it is. I actually do think it's rocks, but I'm um, going to go with scissors. Well, it, it, it is rocks, yeah. Oh, <laughs> If it weren't for really wanting a game of rock, paper, scissors, then I would have gone with rock. But anyway, there we go. That's what lockdown does to you. Next up, um, so it's like, there's now nine more questions, and for one of these, both of the options will be correct. So I've got to choose which one I think both are correct. Okay. Yeah. So can, I, can, can, oh, can I come back at the end and say which one I think where both of the answers were correct? Um, yeah, I suppose you can do, and obviously on that one I'll say that it's true because no matter what you say, they're both true. Exactly, so, yeah. that one will ha- and it'll help me narrow down and remove some of the wrong answers. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, oh, hang on. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> no, that's not fair, is it? Yeah, but it, it, you know, it's just, if if I get them all all wrong, <laughs> yeah, which feasibly could happen. Um, yeah, well, yeah, we'll go on them. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll I'll give you the get out of we'll reveal some of the wrong answers first, and then all right, then okay. okay. So so at, at the end of it, you can say which one you think is has got the two correct answers. So reproduction, uh, oh, which right. is true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not now, not 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 other webcams. You make a great, you make a great uh, teacher. Um, right, today, so next, kids, next up. reproduction, <laughs> yeah. but not the practicalities of it. <laughs> so, who, uh, what caused someone to win the award for reproduction? Was it for, for testing the effects of wearing polyester, cotton, or wool trousers on the sex life of rats, and for then conduct, conducting <laughs> a similar test on the human male? So basically, they had rats wearing different types of trousers, and then males yeah. wearing different types of trousers. Maybe to to judge the effects on the uh, on the production of sperm. I'm guessing. Presume so. Yeah, I would have thought. Um, or next up, did you see the uh, uh, did you see the picture of the uh, the lads that's gone viral? The, uh, the the meme of the lads who were all stood outside a pub, sort of. Dre- I mean, it must be an old picture, but they're all stood. Mm-hmm dressed up outside a pub, you know, with the drinks in hand, but they've all got, like, really 
tight jeans on and and, yeah yeah, and all that you know tattoos and all that kind of thing Mm. kind of being that sort of stereotypical lads night out sort of look at Mm. the minute of you know like kind of the love island kind of look type thing Uh, Mm. and anyway i wonder if uh, i wonder if they'd have looked at the effects on some of those trousers and whether they'd be too tight and that would have uh, (laughs) that's what i was getting at but anyway it may be some good videos and uh, and and things on. Oh, I feel a bit sorry for the lads, though. We were just having a picture outside a pub together, weren't they, really? Yeah. Well, at least uh, most of the memes have got other people's heads superimposed over soft ones, so you can't tell who yeah, they are. Yeah, true. Um, it's, it, I think it's fair to say that when we ever go on a night out, we, we don't look like that, do we? No, not at all. Yeah. Um, um, so I'm in bed by it, that it, time, normally. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't stay out till midnight nowadays. I'm joking. I, I, I was pleased when the pub started shooting at 10 o'clock, <laughs> and they can't stay out that long in the first place. So, so am so, I going yeah. to choose one of those, then? Uh, well, I've not, I've not oh, given you the other option. So the th- one option is they did the trouser thing for both the rats and men. Yeah. Yeah. And the other option was testing whether female fertility increases when making love outdoors. All right. Okay. And and, and by making love, I mean text. Oh. Uh, <laughs> all right. Okay. Hmm. Um. It's uh. Yeah. I mean, I I I I hear that it's a a, a popular fantasy of people's to to mm. be able to do it outdoors and stuff. Um. Mm. Not not particularly so. my kind of thing, but uh, yeah, it could be it could be. Eve. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm I'm at, I'm gonna go with the second one. I think that I think it's outdoors. Yeah. Uh, no, you'd be wrong. <laughs> not trousers. <laughs> okay, yeah. Not so, yeah, question they're, two. Yeah. That the having sex outdoors was just created by my very imaginative mind, Jim. All oh, right. Okay. Um. Sorry. Sorry. Next up, uh, <laughs> physics. Um, so what won the award for physics? Is that a big grass on what? your shoulder? Well, <laughs> Sorry, Jim, it's lockdown. Um, not what you're talking about. Physics. Next up, physics. Um, so what won the award for physics? Was it for discovering why white-haired horses are the most horsefly-proof horses? <laughs> or was it for assessing how dragonflies react to seeing photos of dragons? <laughs> I like dragonflies. Um, a lot of people are scared of them, but they're actually really harmless to uh, humans. And if you see them when you are on holiday, which is where you tend to see them most often, although I did see some in the UK last year, actually, which was uh, quite a surprise. Uh, yeah. ran my you, you went on holiday to Rotherham last year, didn't you? <laughs> ran my daughter's paddling pool. I saw some uh, some dragonflies, because they like water, don't they? But if you see dragonflies, it's a good thing, because they're there to eat midges and mosquitoes and stuff like that, so they're actually really, really useful insects, and yeah, mm. I really like them. They're one of my, I think they are my, I would say they are my favourite insects. If I had a favourite mm. insect, that would be what they are. Now, I think it's going to be the first one, though, because as stupid as these the ignoble prizes are, I don't think somebody would have shown pictures of dragonflies, of dragons to dragonflies, so I would say it's the first one. Um, and you would be correct, well done. So that's like shock sound effect there. It's quite a vociferous uh, round of applause you got there, isn't it? Oh, you got it's one sinister, right, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but obviously um, it could it could be question three. It could it could also be the dragons and dragonflies as well. Yeah. We'll find out later on. So next up, um, the award for chemistry. Did it go to Volkswagen for solving the problem of excessive automobile pollution emissions by automatically being tested? Oh, sorry, second fish. You might have to just replace, uh, re- re- redo the answer. I lost you for a second. Yeah, no problem. So, did it go to Volkswagen for solving the problem of excessive automobile pollution emissions 
by automatically producing fewer emissions whenever the cars were being tested. Right. So obviously, that's, I don't know if you remember back to the Volkswagen emissions scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or was it for Sam, to Samsung for making a mobile phone, the Note 7, and releasing it to the public when they occasionally spontaneously combusted? Oh, both of these things happened. Both of these things happened. I reckon... I, oh, I'd like to go with an early answer that I reckon it's both of these things. Um, well, do you want to do you want to name one of them, and we'll tell you whether it's right, and then if it, then we can always do that later. later on, or do you want to? Or, right. or do you want to just declare it now? I'm going to go with the spontaneously combusting answer. Uh, the Samsung. Yes. You will be wrong, unfortunately. Oh, well, no, it's not this one then. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, the. Obviously, that did happen. It didn't yeah. win an Nobel Award in the, in that particular year, as were Volkswagen. Yeah, they did basically fraudulently choose to do something where they falsely um, gave out readings, and you know, I think there's there's quite a few legal actions going around actually about Volkswagen still going and, on, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, I, think, I believe there's certain places encouraging people to take legal actions. Oh, that you, you can opt into various legal. I actions. suppose because you might be paying more tax and stuff because they lied about. Or less tax, and then should have been paying more. I don't know how that works, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can take legal action if you pay either less or more tax. It's fine. <laughs> um, I, I think specifically one slight problem is the value of your car presumably will be lower yeah. because you're not sure you don't got much confidence in terms of reasons that it's been given. So um, if you kind of you expect it to be worth a certain amount, it might be worth less just off the back of the fraud that they've uh, they've put in place. Um, completely another side question: Do you know which football team is owned by Volkswagen? Yeah, uh, the Premiership. Um, no, German team. Oh, uh, Bayern Munich. Uh, nope. It's Leverkusen, Dortmund, Hamburg. No. Nope. You're close with Hamburg. Uh, Saint Pauli. No, that's in Hamburg. Is, is that geographically close? Yes. All oh, right. Okay. No, I was thinking more than that. All oh, right. Uh, Hanover. No. <laughs> Are they even German? Uh, Hanover. Ooh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't okay. know if you a football team. Shall I tell you? Go on then. It's Wolfsburg. Oh, Berg, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, that makes uh, sense, yeah, Han- yeah. Han- Hanover is German, actually. It's, it's, Hanover is not actually too far away from Wolfsburg, but mm. um, I believe the city of Wolfsburg is basically where Volkswagen cars are made, and they just produce a uh, pump a load of money into the area, including uh, the local football team. It's amazing how many cars now aren't actually solely just one car. Like, my car is a VW engine. So it's probably giving off loads of pollution everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but it's the the frame of a of another car, an Audi, I think. And then it, you know, what I mean, it's it's like if the Frankenstein cars, aren't they now? Not many. Mm. I suppose maybe you know more the, the posher type cars are fully from one company, or whatever. But a lot of cars now, particularly the sort of more standard ones, mm. uh, Vauxhall, Seats, and things like that, they kind of put together from numerous different parts of different cars and so on. Yeah, I, mean, I think. Um... A lot of car manufacturers own a, a variety of brands, don't they? So is Audi and Volkswagen owned by the same place? I think. Can't remember. Can't remember in all honesty, but uh, there we go. Anyway, next up, psychology. Um, no, sorry, not psychology. Let's do medicine instead. Okay. What led to someone winning the um, Ig Nobel Prize for medicine? Was it someone who discovered that when conducting a blood test on some tomato juice, it came back as being positive for being diabetic? <laughs> or for discovering that if you have an itch on the left-hand side of your body... You can relieve it by looking in the mirror and scratching the right hand side of your body. Wow. And and, and the opposite applies. I have actually got an itch right now. 
Well, if, if can you flip, flip the screen and see whether it removes it by yeah, I don't know if this is plan. a mirror if this is mirror view or whatever. Hmm. Um, so it's on my foot though, so I won't be able to see myself itching it. This is really interesting. This this the second one in particular. The, the first one is just bonkers, but uh, let's let's go with the second one. If you scratch an itch on the other side mm-hmm. of your face, uh, well done, you'd be correct. So, what question number was that? Uh, that was question number five. Could be question five then. Okay. I think you've got. I think you've got two two out of five so far. Haven't you? Yeah. So next up, psychology. Um, what circumstances led someone winning the award for psychology? Is it for asking people to assess the trustworthiness of someone based on how long their first name is? People with longer first names, such as William and Esmeralda, are trusted more than people with shorter names, such as Will and Esme. Or for asking a thousand liars how often they lie and then deciding whether to believe those answers or not. <laughs> right. Um, Chris. Or Christopher. Oh, oh, I don't know. Ooh, I don't know which one to trust. <laughs> yeah, Christopher, because he's longer than yeah. more established. Um, okay, Christopher. Um, I reckon. Oh, I don't think there's a. I, I mean, I think the second one. There's, there's. It makes a little bit more sense because they're speaking to people. But then, how do you, how do you, how do you know if someone, you know, as part of the survey, do you lie a lot? You know, how do you know they're not lying about that to be included in the first in the survey in the first place? I got a letter the other day from the NHS about um, being a person to be to test the to to find out if I I've, I've got the antibodies to the coronavirus, All right, yeah. and whether I've had it before, and I could have found out in fifteen minutes. Uh, I got the letter, and on the same day, I logged online to uh, go and sign up because I, I thought I'd, I'd like to be part of this study and I'd like to find out if I've already had the the virus, and it was already closed. And uh, <laughs> I had to, I had to register by the twenty second of January, um, but I only got the letter, like I said, two days ago. So my guess there is that the Royal Mail have failed me, and I've only just got my letter, and therefore can't be part of the study. Uh, well, just let you know, it's thanks, Royal Mail. January at the moment, so. It, well, what did I say? 22nd January, yeah, 22nd December. Yeah, but still, you'd have thought that you'd have had that letter a bit more in advance, wouldn't you, than the 15th? If the closing date was the 22nd, you thought they yeah. might have given you a little bit longer to register well, yeah, for but, it. Well, yeah, but you can still sign up. It's the 17th, though. I can't sign up. It's closed. Oh, it's closed because yeah. well, enough people have signed up? Yes, All I'm right, guessing okay. well, so, which is a good thing, of course, but... Well, yeah, but you're before the due date, though, aren't you? The fact that more people have signed up is outside of your control. It, yes, but what I'm saying is, I think if I'd have been got the letter earlier from Royal Mail, I would have been able to sign up for it quicker. Is what I'm saying. Well, yes, but that's very much. You can only, Jimbo, you can only control the controllables in life. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, here we go. Oh, Leanne, I think, has got in touch and said, she, I think she, uh, she says she's just tried something. Now I'm not sure what she's tried because we've been speaking about lots of different things here. So either she's tried to. Uh, find out whether a tomato is diabetic. Um, <laughs> do you think she's been wearing different tra- putting different trousers on rats? Because we spoke about that earlier as well. Uh, is there anything done. else that she could have tried? Um, not too sure. I can't remember <laughs> what questions asked. Has is it, she been trying rock? It's, not, it's not the outdoor thing, is it? <laughs> no. Not during lockdown. <laughs> she, she needs reporting. Uh, I think I'm, I'm presuming that she might have got an itch and then tried to look in the mirror and then scratch the opposite side to see if it would work it so would work. the itching thing i've just got clarity yeah so yeah uh yeah it's so there it doesn't work so there we go oh am i on this question still at the minute or have we passed that one uh no we've moved on oh. to the psychology to do with the length of people's yeah. names it's the lie or... it's the one about all the liars and they've got them together and they've asked how much they lie and then they can't decide whether to believe it or not 
Is that what you're saying? Yes. Uh, yes, that would be correct. So, it could be question six, is that right? That it could be question six, yes. Where both of the possible answers you just gave me are correct. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's that one. I'm going to put an X next to them. Okay. Uh, next up, the award for peace. Um, was peace. Award someone. Peace. Peace. Not just not the not the gardens or bushy or all that sort of stuff. Um, this was awarded to someone for their scholarly study called "On the Reception and Detection of Pseudo Profound Bullshit." <laughs> so we're trying to presume it to work out kind of the nonsense that uh, people say, or for someone's work joining alt right Facebook groups and making parody posts that often got plenty of support. A highly commended post included someone writing on a Facebook page. If my son told me he was transgender, I'd no longer consider him to be my son. So somebody had studied either... You might have to explain the first one in a bit more detail to me again and what that is about. Uh, there was a study called On the Reception and Detection of Pseudo-Profound Bullshit. So, so trying to work out when people are just telling you a load of rubbish, basically. Yeah. And the second one is about... Uh, people who have joined alt-right Facebook and making parody posts that often get plenty of support. A highly commended post included someone writing, if my son told me he was transgender, then I'd no longer consider him to be my son, mm. which was gratefully received by some of the alt-right So, but Both of these, this this could be one where both of the answers are correct because they, they're kind of loosely linked in a way that um, <laughs> both of them are people saying rubbish, basically, I suppose. Uh, let's go with the second one, then. The fake, face, fake yeah. Facebook post. That is fake news as well, so that's wrong, unfortunately. So I know it's not question seven. You know, it's not question seven. Uh, next up, biology. Uh, what circumstances led someone winning the award for biology? Was it for living in the wild as, at different times, a badger, an otter, a deer, a fox, and a bird? Or for creating prosthetic extensions to their limbs that allowed them to move in a manner of and spend time rolling in the hills in the company of some goats. <laughs> so the, the first one, they, they tried to live in the wild as different animals, is that right? Or with different animals? Uh, yes, as, as different animals. Specifically, a badger, an otter, a deer, a fox, and a bird. Not quite sure how they would fly, but never mind. Hmm. Uh, and the second one is about them... Uh, building some prosthetic limbs... Um, which basically meant they could spend some time with some goats. Why would that mean they could spend time with goats? Might like them. They might want to take the goat on a boat, take the goat out to vote, take the goat across a moat. Who were the limbs for? Uh, presum- presumably the person who used the limbs, for the, the scientist who was doing the study. But did they not already have limbs? Um, of this I am not sure, Jim. <laughs> What I'm saying is, could if they wanted to go rolling in the snow with with goats, if that's what you were saying, uh, just in general, roaming around the hills and the natural habitat of the goats. But why do you need limb? Why do you need prosthetic limbs to do that unless you haven't got your own limbs? Perhaps the goats wouldn't accept a human, so he had to make himself look like a goat. So they were goat prosthetic limbs. Um, I presume so. Yeah. Right. Well, that, that makes more sense now. <laughs> Well, what other prosthetic limbs would you have if you want? Human, I, was thought, I thought you were talking about human ones. I didn't know they made. I don't know. Like, surely you could just been better in a fancy dress costume as a goat. Um, I'm sure the goats would see through that as were the prosthetic limbs. Maybe not. I don't know. In nursery, I was once uh, one of the three Billy Goats gruff in a little, how did, in a school play. How did that work for you? I think, you? I think I got a bridge, across the bridge safely in the end. The troll didn't get me. 
just, just went back on Twitter afterwards and gave some abuse. <laughs> uh, let's go with the first one because I, 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 the, the second one just doesn't make any sense. Okay. I mean, the so first one doesn't is... really either, but yeah. So living living in the wild as a badger and a yeah. officer, a deer and a fox and a bird, you'll be correct. Well done. Okay, so it, it could be that one then. Uh, yeah, it could be question number eight, I think. So question eight. Two questions left. Next up, literature. Um, what circumstances led someone win the award for literature? Was it for their autobiographical work about the pleasures of collecting flies that are dead and flies that are not yet dead? <laughs> or for someone who wrote a seminal thesis about how people react when you steal all their chocolate? Oh, that is that is a good one, though. People don't like you stealing chocolate. How do you know? Have you read the book? Nope. Incident with the Easter Bunny. Mm. He does not like it. Um, I've not read the book. Uh, the flies one's an odd one, but you, you know, you, you tend to in the summer you tend to find the flies, don't you? When they've got stuck in and then they've tried to get out and stuff all right, like Mister Dragonfly. Oh, Bennett, what's going on about it all the time? <laughs> uh, so flies or I, 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 I can't think of any reason for any of them, as with most of these ignoble type things. But I'm going to go with the second one about stealing chocolate. Same chocolate. Mm, that's incorrect, unfortunately. So it's not that one. It's not that one. See, though. by getting mo- most of these answers wrong, it's a lot easier to pick out the overall which which of these answers is where, where both of them are right. That's my plan. Have you got right? You got three right so far. I've wrote down question three, five, six, and eight as possibilities. Right, so you've got, so got four. Then. four okay, right. Fair enough. So next up, perception. Let's see if we can get half marks here. Uh, what circumstances led to someone getting the Nobel Prize for perception? Was it for seeing how easily people can recognise their partners? when viewed in a House of Fun-type mirror, or for investigating whether things look different when you bend over and view them between your legs. <laughs> See, I'm the type of person who goes into a House of Fun and I look normal once I look in one of those mirrors. Yeah. Um, well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> um, and then number two is about... Whether things look different when you bend over and look at something between your legs. Looking at things between, like, other objects or... or what is between your legs? Sorry, not your thing between your legs. <laughs> when you're just looking at something general far away, you use... You must have done it before where you've bent over and sort of had, had looks sort of between your legs at something. Because obviously, you know, it, if you're trying to do that experiment, things are going to get in your way, aren't they? Uh, well... Unless you're little Wayne, that. of course. Yeah, of course. Or unless unless you're a female, you're only 50% of the population, maybe. Let's, let's not forget them. True. Um, okay, I think... It could. This is definitely one. It could be both. I think, uh, but I'm gonna go with the second one, and it's about looking. Yeah, looking at things between your yeah. legs. Okay, <laughs> uh, you you be looking at things through your legs rather. <laughs> uh, You'll be correct. Well done. Okay, that's a strong contender for the one where both answers are correct. That's question nine, was it? Uh, that's the, that was the last one. That was question oh, ten. Question ten. Okay, so now I've got to I decide, haven't I? Five out of ten. Do you want me to recap through the options? Question three. Question three, that was for physics. And do white-haired horses um, like the white-haired horses, or is it for assessing how dragonflies react to photos of dragons? So, And that's where the the one that I got correct was the the study of white horse flies on white horses or something like that. Um, Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's that one. Okay. Uh, Question... Which was next one, sorry? Question five. Question five. Uh, so that was medicine. So discovering whether or not 
um, conducting a blood test on some tomato juice came back as being positive for diabetic and also for discovering that if you have an itch on the left side of your body, you can relieve it by looking in the mirror and scratching the right side of your body. And the one that was right there was the second one, weren't it? Oh, that I uh, got right anyway. To do with, you said the itch yeah. on the side of your body, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's that one either. Question six was next, and I've already wrote that one off. I didn't think that was going to be... So that was the length of people's names or whether yeah. people lie? Yeah. Okay. So you don't think it's that? Okay. No. Uh, but, but I'll, I'll, we'll get to the end of it. I'll tell you what at the end, if that's okay. Okay. Um, so what was next, sorry? Question eight. Question eight, that was biology. So living in the wild as a badger, an otter, a deer, and a fox, or for creating prosthetic limbs, allowing someone to roam the hills with some goats. And the one I got right was the first one, living as one of those animals or various different ones of those animals. Um, yes, yeah. And number 10? Number 10 is perception. So looking at whether you can recognise your partner when viewed in a house of fun type mirror or for investigating how things look when you view them through your legs. I seem to think that the last one then, the, the, the two things are closer together. It could, I'm, I'm more, I'm, it's between question 8 and question 10 for me. Uh, okay. because they're, they're both very similar, whereas they're sort of getting the, the blood out of the tomato thing, the, the, the testing a tomato for diabetes, and then the its alternative answer, two completely different things, and same with the others. So I, I think it's going to be eight or ten, and I'm going to go with number ten, I think. Question ten, okay. I think. Yeah. And you'll be wrong. Oh. Which one was it? It was number eight. Oh, so I, 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 got, I, I did quite well to narrow it down to those two. Yeah, yeah. Done all right. I mean, to be fair, I mean, you, you only managed to narrow it down because you got five of them wrong. They were automatically <laughs> taken out for you, but um, there we go. Yeah. Um, so, yes, that's uh, well done, Jimbo. Well Thank done. you. I, did you enjoy that? I did enjoy it. Really good. Thank yeah. you. Another long one. You know you could have watched a film. Um, in the time that we've been podcasting today. Yeah. If any, anyway, any Hollywood producers want to get into this <laughs> and try and turn this into some kind of uh, film with a few or different parts and various plot points running through it. We've, we've mentioned Elton John quite a few times yeah. in this episode, haven't we? Maybe he can sort of have a bit of a starring role in there as well. Um, yeah, that's, that's plenty of stuff. Little Wayne can get involved, although not that kind of film, Little Wayne. Um, yeah, yeah we'd be great for a bit, get a bit more uh, exposure. Again, not that kind of exposure. Of course, if you uh, want to get in touch, wasteofwebspace.co.uk is a website. Waste of Webspace on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All the usual places, really. Uh, but thank you very much for listening. I, did, I didn't say, actually, how much I really enjoyed this today. This was really good. Uh, the Little Critters Brewing Company, made in Sheffield, uh, Parkwood Road area, S3 area Sheffield. American Pale Ale, it's a white wolf. Really enjoyed that, actually. Top stuff. Okay. Um, but anyway... That's all we've got time for. So we'll see you again soon. Cheers. Thank you very much, Jimbo. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello. All done. Sorted.